Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. I said, hey, yo. <laughs> no, I've been watching like way too many battle raps on YouTube during the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> so now I just I feel like I could be a battle rapper. So every now and then, you know, I just gotta hit somebody with a I said, "Ayo, I said, I said." I don't got no bars though, so you know, don't worry about that. But speaking of things I've been watching, I have been watching so much stuff. I know it's been a while, so let me just say to y'all, sorry, it's a lot of situations going on. We're gonna talk about it a little bit. And, um, you know, try to get back into the swing of things. But since we are here, make sure you subscribe. Shout out to everybody who is new. Shout out to all my people who be riding with me. Y'all know I got some things going on. And, um, you know, I have been trying to be a little bit vague about what's been happening. But I think today I'm just going to go ahead on and give you all the real real. But before we get to all of that, let me talk to you all about the things that I have been watching since I started this off with the battle raps. Okay, so I have been watching a lot of YouTube. Ain't going to lie. I watch all kind of stuff. I watch hair tutorials. I watch TV and movie reviews. I watch documentaries on there. I watch old stuff. I'm checking out Candy from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She got all kind of stuff she talking about on there. I mean, I'm just on the YouTubes. Because y'all know I walk these internet streets. Okay, child? So, but I have also been checking out some things on the TV. So, on the TV, I have been watching... Oh, I finished all of... Little Fires Everywhere. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch that, okay? Y'all know, okay, for anybody who's watching this on YouTube, y'all know I'm reading my notes off the iPad, so we got to bear with me. Okay, so I watched Little Fires Everywhere. That's with um, Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington, and there is so much going on in this series that it don't make no sense. I mean, I started out and I really, I was annoyed and then I didn't like it, and but the ending I thought was really, really good, and there were a lot of points in it. They covered a lot of topics in this show, so much so, so that I feel like on my Drama Queens podcast, I'm going to talk about that show because there was so much that was covered on it. That is on Hulu, so if you guys have Hulu or you want to get a seven-day free trial or you want to ask one of your friends to do it, you know, to give you the password, check that out. I also watched Insecure because it has just started back up. It's been like two years, but Issa then gave us another season. We on like, well, this week it'll be episode four. So if you want to catch up on that, you got to hurry up and go binge that right quick because that comes on every Sunday night at 10 p.m., on HBO. So if you guys are trying to watch that, check that out. I then started to watch um, the Atlanta Child Murders. That's a documentary. I believe it's on Hulu. I mean, on um, 
Netflix, but I really don't even remember where I've been watching that. I that could be on Prime, just to you know, to be honest with you, because I, I be on all the streaming. You know, I done told y'all a couple weeks ago. I don't just um, walk the internet streets no more since you know since this stay home. I have been also in the streaming streets, and I stream from all over the place. So I I don't know. But I watched that. This is a this is covering it in a different way, I guess, and it's telling more of a story. I've seen a lot of documentaries about the Atlanta child murders, but I think they're giving us a couple of little more tidbits of information that we didn't know before, or people's perspective in another way. I don't know either way. You know, I be in the house, so I'm checking it out. Then I watched the Clark sisters biopic on Lifetime. That was really good there was some things I didn't personally know now I'm a person who go to church and you know but when I I was growing up I grew up Presbyterian we didn't listen to a lot of gospel music in the house we didn't listen to and we we sang a lot of hymns when I went to church so some of these things I wasn't familiar with I'm not Presbyterian anymore but I wasn't familiar with those things um, growing up. So there were lots of things that I admittedly just did not know and was impressed by the movie. I loved all the actresses. And, um, so I've been, you know, I was chilling on that. I just have to tell y'all, I have not, and am not interested in watching the Tiger King. I don't care what y'all say. I'm not interested in Joe Exotic. I'm interested in Carol Baskin or her husband. Dead or not dead, I don't know where y'all at. I ain't worried about it. So y'all ain't going to get me to talk about that. I have not seen it. I don't care what y'all say. I haven't. This is just another little plug, even though I I ain't getting no money from nobody for, to promote none of these shows or nothing. Somebody call somebody, let them know I'm talking about all these things. But um, I watch a channel on YouTube. It's this guy named Terrell Grice, and he has all of the singers, y'all. If y'all want to hear, you know, some people, like he had the Clark sisters on there. He had... All the girls who played the Clark sisters. He's had a bunch of people from contestants from like The Voice and um, American Idol. And what's that other one where they turn the chairs around? Oh, that's The Voice. <laughs> he has had people from the singing shit competitions come on to his show and play a game called Song Association. Now, if you're familiar with my personal page, my personal Instagram page, you would know that I also play Song Association on my Instagram page. You guys should just join in. It's, uh, what's the page name? Is Cass, C-A-S-S, She Cute Though, T-H-O-E, okay? So on there, I will have a game night. I play Song Association. I play um, Would You Rather. I play um, Child. I can't even remember. Oh, we play Black Card Revoke. We play. Um, sometimes I just ask like very deep questions. So we'll have like deep the deep hour things like that. So that's what what I have been doing in this time. Now, there's something else, though, since we're talking about the Instagrams, let me bring you on over to 
what is called versus. If you guys are not familiar with the versus battle, where have you been? Okay. Versus is this battle series that was created by Timbaland and Swiss Beats. They both producers. If y'all don't know them, I don't know where y'all was in the 90s because um, <laughs> Timbaland was all up in you know, the music, and so was Swiss Beats. So what they started doing was it just became this matchup of producers or singer-songwriters, and they just kind of paired together to compete their catalogs against one another, okay? So, it you know, you get two producers, two singer-songwriters, Timbaland and Swiss Beats seem to be the ones putting these together, and then, you know, they come on Instagram Live, you see both of them, they sit, you know, down at their computer, and then they just kind of play their music. It's like, if I play this song, oh, what song you going to play against that? Like, what you going to compete against? And then the audience gets to decide. The great thing about this is it's free and it's very, very fun because sometimes it takes you down memory lane. Sometimes they pull out songs that you like, oh, I ain't even, eh, eh. I just told you I was a better rapper. So, you know, I was in on all the fun. I've been watching these things since they first started, I believe, you know, after the D-Nice dance parties that were on the internet and all the other DJs who were putting on, you know, parties. This thing came up, and I thought this was super dope. So they had um, Swiss Beats and Timberland did their battle. T-Pain and Little John did one. That one was awesome. I really watched all of, all of that one. Uh, RZA from Wu-Tang Clan and DJ Premier battled. Neo and Jonte Austin Battle. Now, I'm very familiar with Neo's music. I did not know who John T. Austin was. I thought I liked music and like I knew music, but I don't. The way that I thought I knew, I don't know, y'all. I'm just not even gonna lie to y'all. Um, <laughs> um, Boy Wonder and Hit Boy, they, excuse me, Boy Wonder and Hit Boy, they also battled. There was uh, Manny Fresh and Scott Storch. Now, if y'all know um, Boy Wonder and, and uh, Hit Boy, I'm familiar. That's a lot of rap music from what I understand. I didn't know who they were, so I didn't jump up on it. People said it was a good time, though. Uh, Manny Fresh and Scott Storch. Now, Manny Fresh, we all know, is, you know, the 99s and the 2000s. That was his beat, and he was all about the cash money Um. What is the Cash Money Boys? I don't know. Don't hate me, y'all. Y'all about to jump up on me. I already couldn't tell. And I ain't even in the mood, so whatever. And then Scott Storch, he did a lot of music back in the day. He's He has come back around, I think, and done some music now. But I think, like, Scott Storch's whole story was, like, you know, like he was on drugs, mad, heavy, and people didn't trust him or something. I don't know what the story really is, but they battled. French Montana and Tory Lanez, I'm familiar. I'm too old, I think. And I don't really remember my kids mentioning those two names, so I don't know. Tory Lanez is doing, I believe, is the one who does all of these Instagram parties where they keep shutting them down because he be having inappropriate behavior going on on there. And um, 
French Montana. I don't know. I thought he had a Ciroc flavor. I don't know anything else about that. I never even tried the Ciroc flavor, but I think I remember the commercials. Okay, then there was The Dream and Sean Garrett. I don't know who Sean Garrett is. The Dream, I remember because he sang that song Falsetto back in the day. And then I think he got a baby with um, Christina Milian. I think they was married at one point. I don't know. Don't get me the line. I didn't watch that one. But the best one, y'all, I've been saving for last was Babyface and Teddy Riley. Now, that thing was a tragedy when it started. Teddy Riley was just trying to do too much. Um, I believe that episode is going to go up as well. And I talked about it more extensively, I believe. But... It just was this whole scene of learning that not everybody knows how to navigate the internet. Even if you are a musical genius does not mean you are a genius in every avenue. And sometimes, you know, trying to do way too much will not make you look good. You, Teddy Riley was trying to... What I learned was that Teddy Riley was not just trying to broadcast on... Instagram. He was also trying to broadcast on his own personal website. I don't know why he was doing that, but he was doing that as well. And um, he also was trying to do way too much musically when this is supposed to be more of a simple act where you just, you know, sit down in front of the computer, you have a screen and you play your music. That's all that is supposed to happen here. And Teddy Riley was trying to put on like some mini production that we did not come for. So they had to, they had to take a double take on it because, well, that's the honest truth. They had to take a triple take because they planned it for one day. It did not happen. They planned it for a second day. Teddy Riley had, um, audio problems and they planned it for a third day it came off it was really really good the people loved it everybody did <clears throat> and because of these things more of these verses are supposed to happen now the last i heard babyface and dr dre were supposed to be set to come up next <clears throat> which for me and a lot of people is very exciting mostly because if you remember back to the 90s, again, um, Bad Boy and Death Row were feuding. Puffy was the creator of the Bad Boy Company, and Dr. Dre was the sound for Death Row for a long time. And so to see these two be able to come together as mature adult men, even though they were both adults back then, but they weren't mature to come together as successful, more mature parents at this point of, you know, their own grown children, all these things to come together to be able to give the people a little bit of fun, I think is going to be monumental. Hopefully this will still be able to be on Instagram and free for the people because, um, well, one, there were talks that they weren't going to be able to do it that way because... Teddy Riley and Babyface kind of like broke the internet and there was like too many people trying to get on to see it that they had to like also send it somewhere else for people to be able to watch it. And we all know that if, if um, Puff and or Sean Combs or Brother Love, whatever his name is at this point, 
if he get on there with Dr. Dre, child, everybody tuning in. So, you know, you got to get in early or you ain't going to be able to do it. All I know is, is that these verses are are really good. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun, especially in this time. And I'm really, really loving how creative the celebrities are being with the internet. Now, you know, a lot of the people that I know are using the internet to entertain as well, but just the fact that we are learn, you know, like celebrities are learning, like you can't just hide at your house no more. Even somebody like a baby face, you know, who's super old school about some things he understood, like, you have to come out and do this because you're going to, one, be able to reach an audience that you haven't been able to reach before because people will tune in just because it's a versus, and they're going to learn some songs that they haven't known, but also you're going to be able to get your audience that you, you know, that were your fans back in the day but haven't really seen you in, in a while, and they're going to be able to show you that love that you, you know, deserve one and you may not have been able to see in such numbers lately because people can't get to you and people can't see you, you know, and so it's great. And this will, you know, when all of these things happen, like when all of the, not these things, but when like the world opened back up, when we allowed to go into the outside again, shout out to, (laughs) shout out to the movie Home, um, when whenever the venues open up and tours start again and people start to try to make money again, the 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 presence that these celebrities are making right now will will you know transfer into who we want to now give our money to because we have been running and running and running and ripping and running and ripping and running now you know we've been wanting to give our money to people who you know are now kind of seeming like where are you right now why aren't you speaking to your people you only like are you only concerned about us when we are giving you money but when we're not giving you money are we not your fans still and so like what are you how are you reaching out to us in this time when a lot of us don't have money and we, we can't pay our bills. And this is a great way to pick up our morale by, you know, making your presence known. And there are some celebrities I have not seen yet. And I'm just kind of, you know, where are you at? So, you know, this this will help with deciding where I know for me it will help with deciding where my dollar going to go moving forward. I don't know what y'all going to do, but that's just me. Now... We're going to take a quick little break for the sponsorship, but then after that, we're going to get into why I haven't been here for a while. Alright, so I have been mentioning since, I guess, uh, January that my mom has been, you know, in the hospital that I, you know, I would say like we went to the hospital, I'm here, whatever, but I haven't been very, very clear about what has been going on. And I thought that maybe this would be a good time for me to kind of like get some things off my chest. So bear with me because 
I feel like I'm doing good, but you know how sometimes you like talking, you start to release things and then, you know, some stuff come up. So I don't know how this going to go towards the end. Okay. So my mom in January, I was at my house laying in my bed. It was 4 a.m. And my mom who lives in my house busted into my room, my bedroom, and all she said was, I can't breathe. So I jump up and she just like turned around and headed back towards her room. And so I jumped up and I'm like, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? And she just kept saying, can't breathe. So I call 911 and um, paramedics come to the house they bring oxygen, they hook her up to the to the machine, and then they take her in the ambulance. We ride to the hospital. We get to the hospital. It takes them two hours almost for somebody to address me. Uh, and I was very nervous because, like, why is it taking so long? But finally, they came out and let me know that my mom's heart had stopped and that um, you know, they had to resuscitate her and they were saying, well, you know, but she's, she's okay now. Um, we are, they had to put a breathing tube down her throat and, you know, they were just waiting for her to kind of like wake back up. That's what, you know, what happened. And so we spent a week in the ICU I stayed there every single day um, with my mom. I did the podcast from from the hospital, and um, you know they they did a lot of testing, and and um, we were told that you know it was some kind of flare up because my mom has CPOD. So they're like, your mom has CPOD, which is some kind of lung situation. That, you know, messed with her oxygen intake and that's why she couldn't breathe. Then there were like all these tests for her thyroid and her heart. And, you know, after the 10 days in the ICU, we kind of didn't have really an answer. They just kind of were like, she's stable. They moved her to a regular room and she stayed there for like two days. They pushed her on out to rehab where she just went for like walking because she had spent 10 days in the bed and um, she went to just do very minor physical therapy and then after like four days over there she came home she came home on a Saturday and she had an appointment on Monday she went to the appointment on Monday and then she, oh, then it got cold because of this. It was winter time. And so it got cold and she had an appointment on a Thursday. 
when she canceled the Thursday appointment because it was too cold and she didn't want to go outside. Now, she didn't tell me about this until it was like, all right, let's, you, you up, you ready to get ready? And she was like, oh, I called and I canceled that thing. And I was like, do you feel okay? And she was like, yeah, I feel all right. I mean, I just canceled it. They rescheduled it for a couple of days later. So I was like, all right, I guess so. Well, by the next Monday, we were back at the hospital. So my mom was home for, she wasn't home for a full two weeks, I believe. And we were, same situation. I was laying in my bed. My mom jumps up. She comes back in my room. I can't breathe. Call it. Call the paramedics. So I call 911 again. They show up again. They pick my mom back up again. Um, this time they give her a breathing treatment because we had, you know, we just had just had this situation. And it was like, well, maybe she just needs a breathing treatment to clear her lungs. They gave her the breathing treatment and then put her in the paramedics and took her back to the hospital. While we were at the hospital, we had the same thing. Her heart stopped. They resuscitated it. And um, this time she wasn't waking up. And so they took her to get the CT scan and then they took her up to the ICU. We spent another three or four days in the ICU with my mom not responsive at all. I mean, we weren't getting anything they couldn't wake her up shaking her her eyes weren't opening nothing and so it was very very I guess scary is the only word I can give you like I want to give you like more educated words but let's just be real I don't I don't speak like that most of the time anyway so let's just be real it was scary I didn't know what was going on with my mom and um the last time we had been there, she she woke up after like a couple of hours. And so I'm going there every day and she just ain't waking up. And I was like, what are we doing? Um, they ran all of these tests on her. I mean, she was just a test bunny for real because they just ran tests for everything because they were trying to figure out like, why won't she wake up? They were telling me she did not have a stroke. They were telling me um, she, you know, she, her heart did stop, but it's functioning well right now. They were, they did all the EEGs and all of those type of things, the CT scans and all of those MRIs, everything, you know, and they were saying like, you know, we're just waiting. And so we got into this period where we're just like waiting, 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 waiting. And that was the beginning of February <sighs> or the middle. I don't remember anymore. I don't have the dates. I do have the date. I just ain't giving it. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was like mid-February, okay? Um, and I'm trying to think. It was mid-February. She went to the ICU. She was in there for about a week. And then after about a week, they were just kind of like, you know, she's kind of stable. So we're going to put her in a regular room. So they put her in a regular room. Now, keep in mind, she really wasn't responding. What she was doing by this time was she would open her 
eyes every now and then, but it was like she wasn't looking at anything. Um, she didn't, there was no response. There was no talking. She didn't move any parts of her. Well, she was always moving her legs, but we couldn't tell, or the doctors couldn't tell if she was moving her legs because, you know, she was voluntarily moving them or if it was an involuntary situation because they couldn't really get a read off of her on anything. So they put her down in a regular room and she was like kind of with it. And so you would go in a room and you couldn't tell if she recognized you or you you couldn't tell anything. She did not talk at all. And um, it was really uncomfortable and um, weird and again scary because she would like try to climb out of her bed but only you know legs because that's all she could move and um, it just was a sad sight and at this time I wasn't letting people know what was going on because in my mind, the first time my mom went to the hospital in January, she was very adamant about, I don't want people to know I'm in the ICU. I don't want people to come see me like that. You know, make sure that nobody shows up here. I'll tell people when I go home. Because she was awake. Like, she was awake. I mean, they were running all the sets and things, but she was awake in January. And so when this situation was happening again in February and it was a little bit worse, I still was on this, this whole plane of, you know, they didn't really know what was going on, so they couldn't definitively tell me whether she was going to wake up or if she was going to, like, you know, go back to herself or anything like that. And so I didn't want to upset her by being like, I had people come in here looking at you at your worst, you know. And so I was kind of riding this alone, not alone in that sense. Like, I, my, I have a younger brother, and my brother was there for me, and, you know, I was there for him. But at my house, it was me riding this alone. I, you know, I would call my friends, and you all know, you know, my people who are who've been here with me for forever. Y'all know, my friends don't live here. Excuse me, you you guys who you you know my friends don't live here, and so because they don't live here, that there wasn't like the physical thing. Plus, Corona was the coronavirus was starting. And so things were starting to shut down and, you know, it was starting to become an issue. It had not officially become an issue just yet. Uh, I believe we started to, okay, so my mom was in the regular room. This is when there were like the early talks of the coronavirus, but it wasn't like such a big deal yet. And then my mom one day just got <laughs> exacerbated her issues exacerbated again and they put her back in the ICU now we have been in three ICUs at this point because we were in like a general ICU the first time the second time we were in the ICU for we were in a cardiac ICU and now we are in the brain injury ICU okay and so 
We went back to the ICU. And at this point, I was just like, what is happening? Okay. Because I need something. And nobody had answers still. Like, nobody could tell me anything. It's like, we're going to try this and we're going to run this test and we're going to try this and we're going to run this test. And the only thing they could tell me is that um, there was a lot of loss of oxygen to her brain over time. Uh, my mom has been a smoker as long as I've known her and um, cigarettes and um With I guess with this CPOD and then the two times her heart stopped and um, there really that was there was like explanation but not explanation okay and so my mom went to the brain injury ICU she was not responsive again I like she didn't really wake up she finally woke up like three three four days into the ICU. Th- trip through number three she kind of woke up a little bit she didn't say anything because she had a tube down her throat the breathing tube down her throat but um you know we went in and we would visit her everybody was going I was going um my brother his wife and every now and then like one of the kids would would show up now at the same time (laughs) Um, my brother then got sick with pneumonia, so there was no more of him visiting. So now it was on me and his wife to show up and, you know, visit my mom in the ICU. We really were not getting any answers. And let me tell you, the trying that goes on when your mom or anybody is in the ICU is a place like... You think you're okay, but you are not okay. When I tell you I cried, I have cried so much in 2020 when I thought this was my year. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I was like, I was getting to a place where I felt like I didn't feel so tight, you know, in life. And I was starting to do this and I was starting, you know, I felt like my podcast was, was on a, on a uprise and I was going to do, you know, I was getting ready to finish my book and I just wanted to like start my blog and all of these things. I was starting to do more than one podcast and I was, you know, ready to be more present on social media. And so I was like, this is my year. Like I'm going to get it. And then my mom just, it was like every day something, something was every day. And people would call him, you know, the people who my friends would be like, you know, do you need anything? And I'm like, no, I can't even think of what I might need because I've never been here. I don't know what this looks like, you know. And so she was in the ICU. She stayed there for a while. And then they called me one day and said they were going to, again, move her to another room because they had pretty much done all they could do in the ICU again. So they moved her to another room. Now, when they moved her to another room, this was when it really started to be like Corona's coming. Like it's it's showing up, right? But we hadn't gone to lockdown yet. 
So I was going to visit and now I got to a point where it's like, okay, I need her to wake up. So what I started to do was I said, let me start calling some of her friends and letting them know that she's in the hospital. Because what I thought would happen was if maybe if, you know, my brother and I and the children were not like jolting her brain, maybe some of hearing some of her friends' voices might help her, you know, and get her to wake up. Well, I did. I I called a few of her friends, a few of her associates, and (laughs) um, anybody who may be a friend of my mom's who might come across this, I don't know how you would, but if you do, um, these are words that I'm using, y'all can hold against me, whatever. Um, and I said, Hey, my mom's in the hospital. She's not doing too good. And people showed up. There were a couple of people who actually showed up to the hospital and, you know, came to see her. Some of that was good. Some of that was not. Um, and you know, it's very interesting too, when you have a parent in the hospital and then like friends show up because then you really see like who's really close because they don't have anything to talk about. You don't know these people. It's weird because it, there were people that I know, but like I, I knew, but I don't know anymore. You know, like I knew them not, not deep enough to feel like, you know, like we family or nothing, but my mom was good friends with them at a time. And it's like, now I'm seeing them and I'm like, I really don't know what you all's connection really is anymore. And I just like, oh, I might've made a mistake. I don't know you, who knows? So <clears throat> but my mom did open her eyes and she did start to, you know, come, come alive. And so it was good. And I, you know, I kind of felt like, okay, I could breathe a little bit. And, um, I was showing up to the hospital and, and every day I would go now was like, I'd be like, Hey, and she would say things sometimes very low. Like her voice was very low when she spoke, but she was still saying words, but they didn't always make sense. And so she would, you know, talk, but. I know what she was talking about, or she would say a piece of a sentence that made sense. And then a piece of the sentence didn't have nothing to do with the first part of the sentence, but it was a sentence for her. And, you know, the doctors were still kind of like, you know, we just think the brain might be trying to, you know, mend itself and things like that. So we're going to give it a little while. And so we did, we gave it a little while. And then after about a week of being in the hospital, they then started doing, you know, like some physical therapy, try to sit her up in the chair, try to see if they could get her to walk a little bit. Um, and then, so then I would come in and go, Hey, you sat in the chair earlier. And she would say, no. And I look at a nurse and the nurse is like, she did. She sat in a chair and then they try to like remind her, hey, remember you sat in a chair earlier? And then she just go, oh, and she didn't remember it. And um, she never said my name. I We didn't know if she knew my name. We didn't know if she knew who I was. You know, um, she had the same kind of excitement. When I showed up, the doctor showed up, the nurse showed up, 
the cleaning crew showed up. Like it was the same situation. And so we didn't know if she recognized me. My brother would go, was we would like, um, at this point, because we had been going so, so much and I had to step it up when he had pneumonia, we were kind of like day off, day on, day off, day on, you, you understand? So like, you know, he would go on Monday, I would go on Tuesday, that kind of thing. So that, um, because I needed some time to just kind of like breathe. Also at this time I had to keep her siblings, um, notified of up to date with the information because they also don't live in the state. Listen, y'all, I live in a state where I really don't got no people. Like, you know, um, I realized that this made me realize that, um, even though I say like, I'll, when I'm talking to my friends, it's kind of like, you know, y'all down there and, um, I don't have like close people here. And, um, it's not like there weren't people who I didn't contact and there weren't people at my church who weren't praying for my mom and my family and things, but these aren't people who I would have called, you know, for a shoulder, um, I didn't feel that kind of connection. And if you felt like you could have been, and I didn't reach out to you, I just honestly want to say, I probably didn't know that that was a thing to do. Um, so we were there, she did that. And then I got a call again that said, Hey, what we're going to do is we're going to move your mom to another hospital because they have a brain injury program. Your mom had suffered a brain injury. So we're going to take her over there so that they can further work with her. Cause what we doing, you know, in the regular room isn't an, isn't extensive. So we're going to send her to the brain injury hospital. Okay. And so at this time we had already gotten into Corona is a thing. They shutting down the schools. People's jobs may, you know, be in jeopardy, all of those things. And then it was that people's jobs were, you know, starting to close down and shut down. And they were saying like, you know, everybody got to be home. I went to the hospital to see my mom at the brain injury facility on a Monday and she did when I walked in she was in physical therapy when I walked in she was in in physical therapy and she didn't recognize me like I'm walking up towards her there was nothing she was in a, in a wheelchair. There was nothing. I literally got right up on her and was like, hey, girl. And she was just like, hey. But I still didn't feel like she knew who I was, okay? And so I sat in the physical therapy with her for a good while of her doing physical therapy and then a break and then a physical therapy and then a break and, you know, just kind of encouraged her and all of those things. And then we went back to her room to, and I got to see her room and hang out in there for a little while. That was deep. 
just seeing her, you know, trying to function and needing to somebody to help her get out of a chair. And like she literally needed help walking, you guys. And um, that was rough. I believe that that was the beginning of March. I went back three days later and I visited her in her room. When we were in there, one of the nurses asked her if she knew who I was and she knew my name. So I was like, yay, we here. But then she said, yes, and Danny is who? And she ain't know. And my heart was like, <sighs> and so, you know, we didn't know still, was this permanent? Was this, you know, something? Because, you know, give it a week ago before that, we hadn't even, she didn't even say my name. So the fact that she said it was a win for me, you know, so I was like, I ain't going to rush it. I ain't going to push it. We're going, you know, take it the stride that we're on. Then I got a call that said, we're not allowing visitors anymore. Okay, because the first time I the first time I went, I went to and I saw her do her physical therapy. By the third day, they weren't allowing anybody into physical therapy anymore because of the corona. And when you went to the hospital, you had to go in. Um, by this time, you went in. You needed to give your ID. You had to be like escorted to your floor that you were going to. It was a lot of stuff because of the corona. You had to do the hand sanitizer once you got there. They took your temperature um, once you got there. And it just was a lot, right? And so just going up there when I got there the second time, it was like you can't go to physical therapy. And she had to do a lot of physical therapy. So I sat in her room and waited for her to go to ther physical therapy. And then they would bring her back. And then she would sit there and I would talk to her for a little while. She didn't really understand what I was saying, but I would still talk to her. And then they would take her back to physical therapy. And we did that a couple of times, you know. Uh, but then I got a call that said, we're not allowing any more visitors. And so that was the beginning of March, and I have not physically seen my mom since then. We are at now the last day of April. We pull it together, and I haven't been able to see my mom. Now, my mom stayed at the um, my mom stayed at the brain injury hospital program, I believe for two weeks. And then sometime for, okay, sometime at the end of March, she was moved. The brain injury hospital has said that they had done all that they could do for her. And so they moved her to a nursing facility for rehab. 
And so then she went to nursing facility for the rehab. And while she was there, I got a call. Um, now, all of this is happening. My mom is having all these tests. She is also having nor- neurological tests. And um, I'm talking to a neurologist a lot. Uh, then I started to talk to to psychologists and a therapist and a psychiatrist and like all of these people that needed to do assessments on her. And so then she went to the nursing home, which is where she's doing her rehab at. And um, I was always getting these up to, these uh, up to dates because when when they shut down the hospital. They the, the team of people who work with her have to have a meeting and then they have to call me and then they have to give me the rundown of what that meeting consisted of and what everybody's, you know, um, oh, I'm trying to think of words, what everybody's like diagnosis at the time and whatever their, you know, notes had said. I can't think of words, but <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like they gave me like the information. And so there it was a lot of information to take in and um, just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot on top of the fact that the world had shut down and I needed to deal with that. And uh, my job was like, <laughs> I don't work a job where you can't go to work. So, you know, I still had to go to work. And um, I just felt tired, you guys. I really just felt tired. Um, then I got a call from the rehab facility letting me know that my mom had reached her peak. Um, that the insurance company has said that they are no longer going to cover her her physical rehabilitation because they don't feel like she's going to get any better than where she is. My mom does not walk on her own anymore. Uh, She needs some assistance. And I was like, okay, how much assistance? It's a lot, guys. I'm not going to get into it because we're going to get too emotional. But she needs a lot of physical assistance. But even more so is um, her cognitive ability has gone drastically down. Um, Now, we do have this ability to... um, they use the iPad to call, and so I can do, like, FaceTimes with my mom um, once a week, which is weird because now I can only see her for a short period of time once a week on an iPad. Um, her memory is not there, so she doesn't... One, my mom has no idea what the COVID-19 is or the mass situation or... Um, anything like that. She doesn't really seem to know what any of that is. So maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Um, and sometimes it's rough when you do the call because you want her to talk to you like she did before she went to the hospital. And she doesn't.
usually I am very good at rationalizing what is happening. Um, even though like I would have my sad days and, um, whatever, but for the most part, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it together for the most part. I would be like trying to handle it the best that I could. Not great, not going to lie, but most days were not that bad. But then there would be days when I would be like, like, what is happening? And so when she had to go to rehab, when they first told me that they were sending her from the hospital to the rehab, it was like, I broke down, you guys, like, I literally broke down and I realized then that my expectation was that the hospitals were going to like fix her, but they were sending her to the rehab unfixed. And I was like, well, you all are supposed to like give me back my mom that went to the hospital in January. Not only are you not you didn't get her back to that, but I still can't even come pick her up because she requires too much assistance, more than I can give her on my own. I ain't going to lie to y'all. It was like, how am I supposed to talk to people on a podcast? I'm trying to figure out how to get my mom back. You know, and so I did. I disappeared from you guys. And I know you, you could say like, well, it's only been two two weeks or whatever. But these last two weeks, even though I've like I've talked to my friends, I've laughed and I've joked. I just. I just want my mom back. And like, you know, a lot of you guys, most of you guys, I ain't going to lie, tell myself the truth. Um, you guys don't know that my father had a, he had a series of strokes a little over 10 years ago and he does not, he's immobile and he's nonverbal now. And now I have a mom who is partially immobile and um, cognitively deficient. Sometimes we think the worst that we could have is a parent who passes away. And I will not say that having parents pass away is not horrible. But we, a lot of times when our parents get sick or they get older, um, we kind of try to prepare ourselves. And I still, because neither one of my parents have passed away, um, I, I won't pretend to know what that feels like. All I'm talking about is the prep. Um, now, if your parents are not sick or you didn't know they were sick, and they die suddenly, there's no prep for that. Um, but when my mom hit 60, there was a part of me that was like, okay, 
she's starting to get old. Um, most of my grandparents, my grandparents, didn't make it past like 75. And so it's like there's a clock for me. And the way that I think, I started thinking like there's a clock, you know, like we're on a race against time here now because of the majority of my grandparents, you get four and I have one remaining still. Shout out to you, grandma. Um, they didn't make it past 75. It was like, okay, so I got like 15 years with my mom. I'm going to try to make them good, which is partially why, you know, I'm moved my mom into my house because it was like I want to be able to spend time with her I didn't know how to that I needed to prepare for this situation um it's a lot of things that I didn't know like my mom has like a bank account that I don't know how to access um and then coming something like this uh, I don't know really how this worked with my father because my father is married. He remarried. Um, and so some of the things I don't know the logistics about. But with my mom, there was like conversations of like competency and guardianship and um, power of attorney and, uh, you know, just like, authorizations and I was like this is a lot um so there have been people who would try to just be like you know how you doing today and when they ask me a lot of the times I'm okay let a couple of hours go by no I am not um I put on the best face I possibly can to push through, but some days the push is becoming harder and harder. And at the same time, My parents, both of my parents, have had some issues um, with, that they struggled with when I was growing up. And um, weight, that, that weighed on me heavily. There is, and I kind of feel guilty about saying this, but there's kind of like a freedom in seeing them both not be in those situations but at what cost like can I feel free when I know that they're not free you know what I mean and so there's a struggle with that too and you know I talk to my friends and you know just being like in some senses I can breathe and then there's a whole nother scope of places that are just like restricting my breath at the same time so this has been a very very rough time for me Um, so much so that like the, the, um, what's it called? The stay home rule ain't really affect me that much. Like that doesn't bother me that much. I mean, 
because my family and friends are not in the city that I live in. I don't do, there's not a lot of activity that I do. I'm not a hermit. I do go outside and do things, but not so much that I'm missing the things. I still go to work every day. Um, and I work long enough hours. I, I work more than eight hour shifts. Um, I still have to go to the grocery store. Um, I guess that's all you can do is work a grocery store, but I still do those things. I still attend church online. I talk to my friends. I was talking to my friends because they live long distance anyway, so that to me really didn't change. Um, my brother and I have different religions. So a lot of the weekend stuff we never really could do anyway. So I'm not missing out on that. I think we actually talk more now because of both of our parents. We we have the same father and mother. And so because our parents are both in these situations, I think we talk more now because of those situations and because we're in the house more. Um Maybe we communicate with each other more now than we ever have. Uh, so this whole, you know, and and it's given me opportunity to be more creative. Like I said, I do games and I do talks and I try to hold things online. Now, they haven't kicked off yet, but I'm believing that people are going to join in soon, especially when uh, we go back to the new normal that we're going to get with this whole situation after we come, we all go back outside and some of the celebrities do kind of like pull back from the online content because they're going to be doing more in-person events. I'm hoping that then that'll kick back, kick up more. I hope you guys who are listening will start to join in so that you guys can have fun. And I know this isn't one of those things where you can have fun, but this for me, it has created the opportunity for me to do some things because I needed to get my mind off of, you know, what was going on with my mom at times. Like, I needed a break, and I was like, if I need a break, I know people need a break, so, like, how can I assist with that? So, you know, I've been doing those kind of things. But, yeah, guys, this is where I've been for the past um, two, three weeks I can't remember what, when the last time I posted, but uh, and I, again, I'm very, very sorry. And we'll be back to regular now because I know it, it has been very sketchy all year. And I know that. But that is really because from January to now, it has been so much turmoil. And I'm not in a space yet where... I'm completely 100% like secure and where my mom is going to be and what she's going to do. But um, we kind of have more of a a better understanding and a better ease of what's going on. And so the the breathing has been a little bit easier. And I, I'm so grateful. There have been a lot of you who are still listening. And so I'm hoping that that still happens and that you guys, you know, ride out with me. Like I said, I'm, I'm really intending on, I, I really wanted to do, there were things, there were things that I was trying to do and just be more real and be more me and be more present with myself and with you guys and that I wanted to do and 
it just really was hard to do by being vague. Like, eh, my mom's in the hospital. I'm going to try to be blah, 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 whatever. I can't even be funny, you know, when I'm, when I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I'm laughing at my mom. I don't even know what's going on with her. Like, how, where, where, what's funny? What's, I don't know. And so, um, but I'm coming back to a space where I'm feeling more like myself and I want to just get on here and talk about where I have been, what I have been going through, why I have been very vague with this situation because that's not who I want to be and that's not what I want to do. And I don't want to talk about anybody doing anything, you know, with their own lives and I can't be real about my life because that's not my intent here or any other platform that I, you know, want to be on. I want to be able to be my real authentic self at all times. So, uh, I think that's it for what's going on with me right now. Oh, I am walking a lot, so I'm getting slim. I mean, I, you know, skinny, but I lost a little bit of weight. I am doing, you know, better at my exercising and whatnot. This has been a really interesting year from the time that I got sick in June to um, we almost at June now. So, excuse me. So, you know, we just, we gotta, I'm, I'm doing the best that I thought that I could, but I think I can do better and I want to do better. And, um, I don't want to, you know, be secretive on here anymore about myself, what's going on, how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, any of those things. So with that being said, I think I took up enough of y'all's time today and um but there are some YouTube videos that, you know, you guys can check out. That's the Just Sam podcast page and um I will be talking about a couple of things I you know just to because I have more things to talk about than once a week and I gotta get on my grind because I intend to be better to myself and to my people and to my viewers and whatever so check that out and you know I I have been on social media now I haven't been doing my social media as much either I promise you I just fell off everywhere and that's not my intent so I've been kicking it up the past couple of days and that is the intent of moving forward is that I'll continue to do so and um you know y'all just look for me because I'm out there pray for me if you do that um and help me to be just to be better. I hope you guys are being better. Check me out each week. I'm I'm trying to come back and do good and do right by y'all. Do right by me. Because that's what even counts even more. But that's just me. And I'm just saying.